0: It's time for the show that scours the globe for news that interests you. We've scoured a few other planets, too. Didn't find much. Coming to you almost live from their command center just beneath the Earth's crust, here's Jeremy Bray and Wesley Faulkner with Global Geek News. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Global Geek News Podcast. This is episode number 70 of the Global Geek News Podcast, and as always, I am your host, Jeremy Bray, alongside my co-host, Wesley Faulkner. How's it going, Wesley? Uh,
1: It's tired. I'm very tired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one. I got absolutely no sleep last night, and I have no clue why.
1: You know what? It must be something going around. The same thing happened to me.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what the issue was. I mean, I stayed up late watching... True blood after it hit the internet. And after that, I went to bed, but I never could fall asleep. I even tried sleeping out on the couch, and it still didn't work. I would have taken my finals for school this afternoon, but I knew with as tired as I was, that wasn't a smart idea.
1: Uh, Problem focusing? Or just problem staying awake throughout the whole exam?
0: Uh, I've just seen enough studies and stuff that show that you perform better on that kind of stuff when you're well-rested.
1: Understood. I agree.
0: That and putting it off another day probably didn't hurt considering the fact that I haven't studied for it. Oops. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Eh, Just a little bit. I was supposed to be studying all weekend for it, but um, yeah, that didn't kind of happen. And from what I hear now, all the questions are out of the book. And I never really did read all of the book. Half of it, maybe. So. Hmm.
1: Can you load that book on your Kindle?
0: No, unfortunately. The the idiot publisher or um, web publisher or whatever that they are going through, which I don't can't think of it off the top of my head, I'll have to look it up, but they basically give you it in their format, and then they give it to you in a PDF format. Problem is, you can't really do, it's a very stripped down version of the PDF, you can't highlight, you can't basically do anything, you don't get to view it in a PDF reader. It's basically kind of a in-browser, stripped-down PDF thing. You can't print it out. You can't do anything. If you wanted to download it, it's like 4 bucks a chapter. And I think there's like 20 chapters or something like that. And wow. It, it, it's just a horrible experience. Basically, in order to pretty much be able to read it, you kind of have to blow it up full screen, and even then you have to try and zoom in some, but you can't do any highlighting or copy and paste, you can't do anything with it. You can't. I don't even think you can even search for text in it.
1: Oh, talk about usability problems.
0: Yeah, it, it's a horrible, horrible book. And when we first got it, and I found out about the book and the site that it, um, is displaying it and how they do it and everything, the teacher and student services got an earful. Let's put it that way.
1: Oh well, hopefully they won't use it next semester.
0: Yeah, I'm hopefully not. This is the only time that we've used that particular platform so far, so I'm hoping that they won't have that issue next time. Because this was it—it made it very difficult because you couldn't take it offline or anything. You had to always be connected in order to read it. And I would have just assumed put it on my Kindle, but oh well. I will especially like to put stuff like that on my Kindle even more now that with my new kindle update i can zoom in on pdfs which is i'm sure is something that's going to be awesome cuz i've been waiting for that for a long time cool that's
1: a nice nice little feature
0: yeah i'm i'm hoping so there's there's just some things that don't format well on the kindle pdfs especially with images and the other being programming books trying to read code that isn't formatted for the kindle is a nightmare especially when they do images of code instead of giving you the actual code. So your images get compressed and grayscaled, and it just looks horrible. I still love my Kindle, though.
1: All right, well, that's good.
0: (laughs) But anyway, we've got a whole bunch of stories like usual, everything from Microsoft's E3 press conference to some uh, possible throttling on for sprint data so for those that would like to follow along you can find these show notes at globalgeeknews.com that's where you will find all of the shows plus the number of other blog posts that i've done lately including we now have free wi-fi at starbucks starting july 1st which that's exciting but anyway there's that all kinds of other content um did a live blog of Microsoft's E3 press conference today there for those that are interested in checking that out. But we can go ahead and jump right into the stories. First one being Facebook's like feature is apparently increasing referral traffic to blogs by 50%. And I don't know how they got this number because it doesn't seem to be true on Global Geek News.
1: Well, they're only sourcing this through TypePad and TypePad is a fee-based blogging service. So uh, naturally uh, they're not that popular um, but uh, this is through the installed base of the people who' installed the 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 like feature on their their typepad blogs
0: mm-hmm. yeah i I don't know it seems like whenever I've got the all the like features and everything done as a plug into the WordPress blog on Global geek news and It seems like whenever I like something or whatever and I go to my Facebook feed, if I look at my profile page, it'll show it, but it'll never show the likes in just the general feed where everything else from everybody else gets um, brought in and my stuff gets brought in there too. It'll never show up in there, so I don't see how it's supposed to really increase traffic because it's not like anybody ever goes to my profile page.
1: I agree, but it must. It might be also that um, it, it's less about traffic and more about uh, better analytics. Uh, so there's a possibility that the like is showing up uh, on the site, and when people go visit the site, also they just choose to hit the like button also. So I think it's probably more people clicking like buttons on the blog than actually more visits to the blog.
0: Yeah, I've noticed there's been quite a few people that have hit like buttons and stuff on the blog. I I was, I was just wish that I would be able to see who some of the people are. I mean, if they're friends or whatever, I think it'll tell me who else has liked stories and podcasts and stuff like that. But otherwise, it'll just say, you and X number of people have liked this post. But it won't tell me who, it won't give me, like there are... Avatar image thing or anything. Yeah.
1: So they said more referral traffic from Facebook, but I don't know exactly how that is. Maybe, maybe it's uh, uh, a. Maybe, maybe there's just more mechanics on the back end so that uh, maybe there's better promotion of your blog on Facebook for your for type pad specifically to, to do whatever they have installed on the back end. So I. Uh, uh, I, I personally have not seen this. I've not. I don't think I've seen or visited any more TypePad blogs since the like feature has rolled out. Um, but one never knows.
0: You know, I don't think I ever go to any TypePad blog. I don't know of anybody who uses TypePad. I don't think.
1: Yeah. So same here. So that's why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. So I'm writing this story off for now.
1: Yeah. So this is fifty percent. Uh, so they said that uh, this is 1,500 pad bloggers that even have it installed. So this is a very small community. So any small increase um, is significant. So that's mm-hmm. probably another
0: reason for it, too. Yeah, well, and it could be a case of it's some bloggers that, if they're lucky, maybe get five hits a day. So any more extra hits is going to make the percentage why shoot up? Exactly. So yeah, that would be my guess anyway.
1: Maybe uh, someone waved their hands and made it magically appear.
0: <laughs> Could be, especially with Microsoft's Connect feature, which so, I hate this freaking name.
1: <laughs> so Connect is a rename of the project Natal, um, which is the the. The camera and mic combo that allows a user to control a game, the console menus, and uh, other features with just uh, using their arms and hands
0: and legs. Yeah, if they were smart, they would have stuck with the tall. That was a much better name than Kinect. Microsoft has this bad habit of taking great project names, throwing them out the window for stupid um, product release names.
1: Except for Windows 7. That too. Yeah. Well, I, Windows 7 was Windows 7 as it was a project name.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't recall what the um, project name was for Windows 7. Let me let me search that real quick.
1: I thought it was always Windows 7 was the project name.
0: Uh, I didn't think so. Let's see here. List of code names. Um, okay. Uh, it is Vienna, I believe. It looks like.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I was wrong.
0: Yeah, apparently it was originally named Blackcomb. Oh, yes! And then it yes. was renamed Vienna before it was called Windows 7.
1: Yes, I remember Blackcomb was talked about still when uh, Longhorn was in development.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently it was Vienna between January 2006 and 2007. So I think I I, think I probably would have preferred Vienna or Blackcomb, especially Blackcomb to Windows 7. Yeah, Blackcomb sounds awesome. Cause Windows 7 is just strange, because there's no way you can get to... It's not like it's the seventh version of Windows or whatever, but I just have issues with Microsoft's naming of things. But anyway, um, all this news came out of Microsoft's E3 press briefing or press conference or whatever you want to call it. I think they call it a press briefing is what their terminology is for it. Where They showed off um, Natal or Connect, which is the new name, and I believe they're supposed to be like it's supposed to launch November fourth.
1: Right. With I think fifteen had, titles.
0: Yeah, fifteen titles. They didn't announce a price or anything, but shortly after the event, GameStop leaked a price of a hundred and fifty, and I think somewhere else also leaked a price of a hundred and fifty.
1: Right. Also expect uh, probably some uh some some combo packs of console with Connect.
0: That's what I was surprised not to see. There was no announcement of any bundle at all. I mean, Steve Ballmer's hinted at a bundle for the past year. I was really surprised that there wasn't one announced. There was a new version of the Xbox 360 announced, which is essentially the Xbox 360 Slim, that for anybody that was paying attention to the Global Geek News Twitter feed on Sunday night, you'd have seen an early image of that. But... Other than that, they just announced the new machine, which ships today. Looks really nice. It's small. It's black, which I'm not sure about the black. But it's a whole lot smaller. It's supposed to be a whole lot quieter. And same price as the current 360, which I think is like $299 or whatever. And my understanding is that the Xbox Arcade is going to be getting a similar makeover. But it's not coming... It's not shipping right away. Um, the new one has built-in Wi-Fi and a 250 gig hard drive.
1: And did they announce any price breaks for the existing consoles, or are they are they only going for this new two tier model, where you have this high end uh, 299 and the arcade version? Uh, I, I th- are they they eliminating the middle console? Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's just going to be the 299 and the arcade whatever the arcade runs, which is like one ninety or something like that.
1: 199
0: $199. Yeah, yeah it, it's just supposed to be the two of them, from my understanding. And the way they made it sound during the press conference was that the current look of the Xbox 360 was going to be going away essentially immediately as soon as the new ones can get into the stores later on this week to replace them.
1: I wonder, I, I actually, uh, I don't currently own uh, an Xbox 360, but uh, the quieter fan might just convert me over.
0: You know, my fan has never been too big of an issue. The um, DVD drive itself is extremely noisy on the one I have. I Over the past six months or whatever, I'd say the fan's gotten a little louder, but it's the disc drive that's in really noisy. So if I can, as long as I can get a disk because I threw my transfer disc, data transfer disk away because I still got the cord and everything as long as I can get the data off of my Xbox 360 and put it onto a new 360 because they're the same size hard drive and everything right. I th- I think I'm probably going to get me one of the new systems and sell this one Or well I don't know if I'll sell it since I do tend to collect consoles but I do intend to get one of the new ones especially if it's going to be a whole lot quieter
1: Yeah, I wonder what they're doing for uh, refurbs or or, uh, remaked systems, if they're going to start replacing them with these.
0: I wouldn't think so. I would think that they've got enough of these lying around that they'll be able to um, do refurbs and stuff on them for quite some time yet. But, yeah, that was only just a small portion of the news that came out of the press conference today, they also announced a number of, basically the whole thing was exclusive titles to some extent, Mm -hmm. like Call of Duty Black Ops. Apparently they now have a multi-year partnership between Xbox and Activision as to where all Call of Duty map packs, games, and stuff like that will show up first on the Xbox platform before showing up on the PS3 or the PC or anything like that. Which, having it come out Their first instead of the PC really irritates me, but that's just because I'm a PC gamer. Mm -hmm. And they also showed off some more of Metal Gear Rising, which they announced last year, so nothing new there other than some footage. Showed off the first footage of um, Gears of War 3. Pretty much, basically, it's Gears of War 3. Showed off the first footage of this campaign for Halo Reach. That looks pretty impressive for... But then again, I didn't get to play in the beta, so I didn't. I don't know what that was like. But with the Connect and stuff, they showed kind of a essentially a new dashboard for. I'm guessing it's for Connect users, a where you can kind of like wave your arms around. You can use voice commands to say, open up Netflix, or you go to Facebook, or Last FM, or play such and such a game, or listen to a certain m- music, or watch a movie, or whatever, which all the voice features seem pretty cool. You can, Apparently with the whole gesture control thing, if you're watching a movie, they were showing a movie off the Zoom Marketplace, you can like wave your hand back and forth to scrub the different parts in the movie, which... I oh,
1: thought, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I was really excited when I saw that. But I'm hoping that'll work for Netflix streaming movies as well as whatever you can get off of the Zoom Marketplace. I'm hoping. They also showed some video chat that will be um, that you can use from Xbox to Xbox or from Xbox to um, Windows Live Messenger or All right. I'm,
1: or Windows Phone Seven maybe.
0: Uh, didn't mention anything about that. There was they only mentioned that in like one sentence in the whole presentation, and that was essentially, oh hey, Xbox Live is going to be on the phone, and that's about it. Right. I, I really? was kind of disappointed in that. I'm surprised
1: Natal doesn't uh, let you do video chat with Windows Phone 7.
0: I would think that that's probably coming. I don't, I don't know. That I would guess that that would be on whatever uh, phones may have a front-facing camera, which I would expect that to be a number of phones now that Apple has the feature.
1: Right, and Evo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big announcements for during the event was not that Hulu was coming to the Xbox Live, but ESPN is.
1: Yes, this looks awesome. Uh, They're going to have over uh, 3,500 live sporting events on Xbox Live, so I'm hoping that doesn't mean that they're going to do the whole um, region restrictions that you currently have with cable networks. Uh, Hopefully you get to watch any game in any region
0: yeah it's over thirty five hundred live and on demand events most of them in h d you'll be able to get like college football i think college basketball um n b a um m l b you'll be able to get soccer um i don't believe there was anything with the n f l um i think i think that's pretty much it plus you'll be able to get a lot of your normal uh e s p n Content such as um, like Sports Center and stuff, and they even showed that when you're watching a game or whatever, you can bring up a little menu that is uh, feed pulled directly from ESPN.com that gives you live sports scores and stats from whatever sports you're interested in, and it it looked like a pretty neat thing. You can use um, Connect to do some kind of motion controls and stuff to like. Replay something that you just saw, kind of like a DVR capability. It 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 looks really nice.
1: Right. Only if they launched uh, with a Blu ray player, this would be a really kick butt entertainment console.
0: And I'm still waiting for a browser. Throw in a browser and I might consider it to be one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. And then
1: they. Then, wait, then you need Flash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But. Um, yeah, and then they showed off some of the Connect games, such as um, Connectimals or whatever, which is some uh, animals game for kids. They showed off uh, Connect Sports, which has things like track, and I believe there's like bowling, whitewater rafting, all kinds of different things. Then Ubisoft showed off something that I thought was pretty cool. It's called Your Shape. Fitness Evolve or Fitness Evolved that apparently it takes the whole concept of we Fit and all kinds of different exercises and everything and now that the, the um, connect can see all your whole body movements, you can get much more of a real workout with it.
1: Yeah, and, and they have, uh, I guess, some coaching abilities to make sure that, uh, that your form is correct.
0: Yeah, apparently they went and sought out a bunch of professional personal trainers and they and they're the ones that kinda came up with the routines and the camera can tell you, okay, you should be moving your arms and legs a little bit more in this direction. It reads in like all your statistics, your like your height and your the different dimensions of your arms and stuff like that, so it can kinda figure out what it is you're capable of and all kinds of stuff like that. And then there was a game that I certainly would never buy called Dance Central. Apparently this is from MTV Games and Harmonics, where basically you get to look like an idiot and dance. And that's the whole purpose of the game.
1: Yeah, and this is going to be content downloadable uh, as the life of the game, a la la Rockman or or Guitar Hero, where uh, you can keep adding music and content uh, throughout the game, as you own it.
0: Yeah. Now I don't remember which one it was. I'm th- I'm thinking it was the whole Kinect Sports thing, but apparently, as you're doing all this stuff, the camera can also in the Kinect can also like take still photos and stuff of you. So that way, after you're done playing, you can look at all these pictures of you acting like an idiot, flailing all about.
1: Yes. I think one of the examples was uh, rafting. Uh, they can take pictures while you're rafting. Uh, in the sports game.
0: Yeah, that that one, it looked decent. I, I don't know, there was some games that, it, it's certainly nothing I would ever play, but then again, I'm not into casual games like we've discussed in the past and how horrible I think they are for the gaming market. But that was that was pretty much the press conference. But what kind of worries me a little bit is the fact that apparently there's a study that's showing that there's pretty much nobody that really wants the Natal or Move.
1: Yeah, this study was uh, done in a small period of time between, um,
0: let's see, that was... Um, the 23rd think, and, uh, of last month and the 5th of this month.
1: Yeah, and they said about same amount of percentage of Sony and Microsoft owners, uh, 15%. Are looking at buying their motion control, their new motion controllers, and uh, I, I can see why. I mean, the, the motion controllers have been announced, but no major titles have been announced.
0: Yeah, there's no major titles, and the 360 and the PS3 have always been consoles that are more for hardcore gamers. Never really anything for casual gamers. I mean, yeah, there's. Um, some somewhat casual games. Like Viva Pinata or whatever it is. and But there's, but it's always been more about the hardcore games. And the sports games. And stuff like that. And trying to bring these casual games. That you'd see on a Wii. to To these other consoles. Is not something that most gamers care for. Myself yeah. included.
1: If that's something they were looking for. They would have purchased a Wii. Or they already have a Wii. Because they fill that niche in their home. Uh, adding something this late in the game, is, I can see how it can be prohibitive unless there is some real attraction to it. And that video motion control that you mentioned or um, being able to control by using voice commands like uh, Xbox On and Xbox Off or Xbox Play, uh, that sounds compelling, but I don't know if it's $150 compelling.
0: That That's the one feature that has me interested is stuff like that and the navigation and what you can do with like the ESPN features and stuff, the gaming and stuff don't care about at at all, or at least as far as what we've seen so far. I mean, maybe the fitness game might be interesting if I wasn't such a couch potato, but I really see no purpose of it in terms of gaming. I'd rather like to see if I could hack it and make it do all kinds of more productive stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, If uh, if the Natal was opened up to XNA, that might be something that could be very attractive, uh, allowing other people to to uh, take make use of that controller in in their own homebrew games.
0: Yeah, well, as far as um, this particular story goes, whatever their short little study that pulled 2,000 gamers, apparently. Of the 15% that are aware of Natal and Move, only 8% have plans to buy Natal or Connect, and 6% intend to buy Move. So, and apparently, 25% who plan to buy these motion controller um, accessories are planning to pre-order them. So. That seems to be a pretty low number. If I was Microsoft and Sony, I'd be a little bit disappointed with that,
1: or not surprised. Um, As I said, I mean, they haven't really announced it to the public yet, Mm -hmm. uh, except for today, um, being the exception. But that's still we still need Sony. but what one thing that Microsoft has done is raised the bar for Sony. So whatever they announce, it's definitely going to be compared to Microsoft.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what Sony comes out with tomorrow during their press conference, which unless something prevents me from doing that, I will be live blogging the Sony press conference and the Nintendo press conference for those that are interested, which hopefully you'll hear this in time and know that, because I'm not even real sure, sure what time the press conferences even start myself. That's something I need to look up. But, yeah, it's really going to be um, kind of compared to what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I, I just saw a headline from a BBC article right before we started the show that apparently Move is a lot more precise than Connect is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, to an extent, I can understand with the whole wand thing. You're not trying to do scan like a whole body and find out where it's going. But at the same time, that, that that's almost kind of sad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one thing that I did notice during the presentations. It seemed like your movements were probably about a quarter of a second behind what you'd see on the screen. So if you make a movement, it would take probably about a quarter to a third of a second for that movement to show up on the screen. So I think that's a bit of a lag that's going to be hard to compensate for in a lot of games. They showed off several racing games today, and I think that could potentially cause an issue... Or at least a bit of a learning curve when it comes to the racing games.
1: Yeah, that could be an issue. Um, that also could also mean that uh, the reason why it is November fourth instead of today is because they're still working on small, small fixes for things like that.
0: I hope so. I'm hoping they can get the resources down because last I, my understanding was that Natal or connect or whatever you want to call it i'm just going to keep calling it natal because that's the name i prefer Mm -hmm. but apparently it uses up one entire processing core of the three that are available on the 360 which that makes the ps3 looking a whole lot better with its what is it six or seven cores on the cell chip but with it using up one whole core that really is going to kind of tie the hands of developers in terms of performance and what they're going to be able to do with the rest of the game, like graphics and stuff.
1: Yeah, is there any uh, word on a beefier processor in the newer Xbox 360?
0: Not that I've heard. Mm, Oh, that sucks. Yeah, as far as I know, I think pretty much everything is the same, other than it's going to be quieter, so I'm guessing maybe they replaced the drive in it. It's going to be smaller, quieter fan. I would assume it's going to have a smaller footprint. I would assume it's going to have maybe less energy usage similar to a drop that we saw with the PS3 slim where it dropped like a 30% 30% of its energy usage that I would assume that to be the same thing here as well but anyway we're kind of really running behind here
1: yeah let's move forward
0: yeah um speaking of things that people probably really don't want Adobe plans on having Flash on 250 million smartphones by the end of 2012.
1: Yeah, Android 2.2 has been getting a lot of press about having Flash built in. But um, soon after that release, uh, other OSs like BlackBerry, Symbian, WebOS, and even Windows Phone 7 are going to get Flash. So there's going to be a lot of deployment over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, I I was kind of surprised to see this number. I mean, I can understand it with the Android phones, and I know the Windows Phone 7 devices are going to have it—not at launch, but they're going to have it. But I was kind—I'm still kind of surprised by just how high that is, considering Apple's stand against Flash, and everybody else seems to be pretty much ganging up on Flash.
1: Yeah, I would say probably that uh, 250, 250 million is probably that's going to have it. But uh, I think it's also going to mean that that's probably when it's going to peak. Because uh, once devices uh, get to that mass market, um, I'm going to also assume that all these systems are going to be HTML5 compatible also.
0: Yeah, I just think 250 million devices with crappy battery life. (laughs) All thanks to Flash.
1: Yeah, so I heard right now, at least in Android, it's still all software. There's no hardware acceleration for Flash.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, that kind of surprises me just because I believe on Android it's using the 10.1 version of Flash which came out yes. last last week on regular desktops and stuff with the exception of Linux 64-bit, I believe. They did they like suspended release of that or something. I don't really understand exactly what they want, did there. But 10.1 came out last week. It's got hardware acceleration and stuff and of course I blogged all about this at globalgeeknews.com. And that the big feature in 10.1 is the performance largely due to hardware acceleration, which is why I've been using the beta for several months. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes me sad not to see it on the Android phones. I, I'm kind of curious to see... I would assume there's going to be hardware acceleration on the Windows Phone 7 devices, just because I know they're going to be running like the full-blown version of Flash, not some stripped down mobile version
1: yeah well all these are supposed to be the full blown version of flash and uh as i said as of now i don't know if 2.2 has hardware accelerator i heard they don't have hardware acceleration but i still think it's planned before the the 2.2 release
0: yeah i'm i'm most likely going to be moving to android here in the next couple of weeks i i don't know the it sounds like Sprint's supposed to be getting on under their Nextel brand, the Motorola i1, which is supposed to be the first direct um, Android phone with Direct Connect, which is what I have to have for work. The only problem is, last I knew, is it's using the 1.5 version of Ooh. Android. And just when I heard that, that made me cringe. Everything yeah. else about the phone, I really want. But when, as soon as I heard 1.5, it's like, really? 1.5? Mm. So I, I'm hoping that'll change by the time that it launches, which I, I think is like the 24th of this month or something like that. If not, I'm hoping somebody hacks it really quickly. But speaking of Sprint, apparently they're looking to start to throttle data as of this summer.
1: Uh, Yes, we have one more story, though.
0: Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I can of get those out of order there.
1: Yeah, but uh, talk about uh, phones that won't have flash. um, The iPhone won't have flash. And also the FTC is investigating about what uh, Apple's restrictions are on allowing uh, companies into the marketplace. um, And also whether or not um, AdMob, the restriction of them into iAds, uh, is something that's anti-competitive. And we already know about the the FCC looking into um, their iTunes uh, restriction and how they punish people who don't play by their wa- rule- rules.
0: Yeah, this, this is going to make for an interesting investigation. I mean, on um, from one part of it, you got the whole AdMob thing trying to compete with iAd and saying that they're kind of being shut out of the environment. Then you have Adobe in another corner saying, hey, we've got this nice little technology where Flash developers or whatever can make games in Flash or whatever, but it'll all um, compile everything into the native iPhone code, the um, Objective-C or whatever. And they're mad because they spent all this money and time developing the software, had it ready to ship, and then Apple said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. And there's a number of other companies that are ha- that have the similar claim um i believe mono is worried because they have a they allow you to code in c sharp and stuff for iphone apps which i can't think of um the exact uh it's like mono touch or something like that is their particular brand for using like regular mono tools c sharp and stuff like that for developing for the iPhone and iPod touch and stuff. So I this is this going to be interesting. There was a, a change apparently to the terms of service or whatever for developers over the weekend by Apple because I guess these were so restrictive the these new rules of not allowing other interpreters or anything any of these other cross compiling tools or whatever where a lot of the games that are on the iPhone and iPod Touch and iPad and stuff like that use Lua scripting, which is extremely popular in gaming for doing a lot of things. And just where a lot of game developers and stuff were very scared that they wouldn't be able to code in Lua anymore or Unity 3D. And over the weekend, they basically said that, from my understanding, was that you can use these other things, but you have to have our express written permission to be able to use these um, different interpreters like the Lua interpreter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is going to make for some interesting investigations, that's that's for sure.
1: Yes. Uh, it is going to provide a lot of fodder and uh, definitely a lot of tech stories for the next few few years. even.
0: Yeah, it it's kind of fun to watch it's kind of like they're in the position that Microsoft was with the EU a couple of years ago
1: oh even worse though the EU was you know browser and dominance and and uh the proliferation of media player through through uh windows this is multifaceted and uh basically where their bread and butter is on revenue mm-hmm. which is advertisements uh App development and iTunes,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and then that and, and that's basically what they're built building on. That's their focus of of their that's their whole future uh, of Apple. So, WWDC and and they really didn't even talk about computers at all.
0: Yeah, and for, and for those looking to get the iPhone four, I recommend holding off until at least probably the end of the month, the first and next month. My understanding is, or at least according to rumor, is that like three days after the iPhone 4 launches, Apple has another event planned or whatever at the Moscone Center or whatever, where rumor has it they're going to announce the iPhone is coming to T-Mobile. So if uh. you if you don't want AT&T, maybe you're looking at T-Mobile since it doesn't look like Verizon's going to get it anytime soon. I'd, I'd say wait like an extra week after it comes out. Don't know if that'll be the case or not, but it's. I'd say it'd be worth holding off a week for if nothing else. But speaking of carriers, apparently Sprint is going to be starting to throttle data as of the summer, or supposedly.
1: Yeah, there's a screenshot that leaked that's saying that's part of their playbook is throttling. I think this is the whole affront over data that most carriers are rolling out. Like we talked about AT&T in the previous story, um, how uh, also they they uh, have eliminated their unlimited data, and I'm guessing this is uh, since Sprint's been uh, pushing their all-in-one pricing that you get everything in one, this is their way of of limiting the usage of their customers is to throttle the data.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know what to what extent this is going to be in place. I know a lot of places have like five gigabyte caps and stuff on data for their phones or for um, like your cell cards that you plug into a laptop or whatever. So I'm kind of curious to see just how this works because for the long for several years now, Sprint has promoted their unlimited plans, where basically you have a set number of minutes, but all of the data, all the text messaging and everything, all of that is completely unlimited, which is basically what I have. I have like 400 minutes a month and then everything else is unlimited. So I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to throttle those plans that have always been sold as unlimited, or if it's the non-unlimited plans that they're maybe going to do some more throttling on, or just how this is going to work.
1: Yeah. It's, and of course, this is going to have to be for new contracts, uh, because changing and changing a contract that someone already has would definitely piss a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, were you uh, concerned about that number three in the screenshot? Um,
0: you know, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that one. But, uh, yeah, data blocking for the IDEN, that concerns me a little bit. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, like Experience is going to get a lot meaner, which is wrong, because they are still, I think, They're still bleeding customers. Yeah, and so they're trying to change their, uh, you know, their perception with the with the Palm devices, which flopped, and then they really garnered a lot of support with their Evo. They even sold out of them. There's like, what, two to three week uh, wait time on those. They really should just uh, strive to keep things the same as everybody cuts back, and just try to be the golden child and win back customers. Gain some goodwill. Don't don't do this to people.
0: Yeah, I I don't see why they'd be trying to do this. I mean, they're finally starting to slow the bleeding of their customers. Why would you turn around and screw what customers you do have?
1: Yeah. And, uh, it sounds like there's, there's not a lot of, uh, top down, uh, top down good, goodwill that's being spread. It sounds like it's, uh, that sounds like, um, the decisions are trying to push more profit than actually have a cultural, cultural change in the company.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of cultural changes, apparently we may—or AM radio may die, thanks to F- the FCC rejecting a proposal that might have saved it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, there's still digital radio for AM that most, that's supposed to make it sound like FM. So uh, when I read this story, I didn't even know AM was in danger. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure if I would miss it if it did go away.
0: You know, I. I haven't really listened to much of any radio in a long time. I pretty much listen to my Zune and stuff when I'm in the car because I've got a little FM transmitter on it. Either that or I I listen to CDs or whatever, podcasts, whatnot. So I really wouldn't miss it if it went away. My FM, I've never minded too much. AM, I've never been able to stand just because it gets way too much has way too much interference.
1: Yeah, the quality dri- is really bad.
0: Yeah, if you're driving next to a power line, you can pretty much forget being able to understand whatever is being said on the radio.
1: Sometimes going under an un- an overpass, uh, you'll you'll get breakups.
0: Yeah, it, the smallest thing will distort the signal or whatever, as to where you can't understand it or whatever. And like when I'm driving in Colorado Springs, which I do fairly often. Whenever I'm going up and down Academy, they've got all these huge giant power poles along the way. So pretty much the whole time, I can't get much in the way of an AM signal because there's just so much juice flowing through those power lines that it corrupts any signal that I might be able to get.
1: And that's the same reason why you can't get uh, an AM antenna in any portable devices, really. Like, no, you won't find it in your Zoom that you mentioned. Uh, You won't find it in phones. Uh, Phones are starting to have... Uh, FM tuners and Zoons have FM tuners, digital digital tuners. Um, but you won't find any AM tuners because it's the, the signal is just too hard to work with.
0: Yeah, actually the AM would be something I'd want on my Zoom far more than the FM. I never use the FM because I got music on my Zoom anyway, right. but the talk radio and stuff on AM is something I would really enjoy having on my Zoom.
1: Yeah, which uh they should move to podcasts if they haven't already.
0: Yeah, most of them have, but I, I just refuse to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So I just stick to my regular podcasts, like No Agenda or Twit or whatever.
1: Right. Or maybe they should move to streaming, um, like a Pandora for talk radio.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would probably go with that. I know a lot of um, sites anymore stream their stuff live on the internet, especially now that like clear channel pretty much dominates the airwaves in a lot of areas yeah but i guess the whole proposal of the fcc was they basically wanted to increase the power that am radio stations can put off by 10 times so that it would you'd have these stronger signals that they wouldn't have as many issues with if you're standing next to a power line or whatever but apparently the fcc said no way because that could interfere with other AM radio stations and stuff like that, and that would undermine the Commission's efforts to improve AM service.
1: Yeah. I wonder what group is actually fighting for this. It's just not really clear from this article who is fighting for AM radio. but um,
0: I presume uh, it to be like a clear channel or whatever.
1: Yeah. I I think AM's dying. Um, I feel sorry for the people who love AM, but um, they can buy uh, with with digital radio with digital uh uh hd radio sorry um you can get multiple channels uh on like three or four stations and in one channel um so so there's room for them to move over to fm
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i'd I'd like to see some of them move over to fm some of them i like to see go away entirely Right. But speaking of people I'd like to, or things that I'd like to see go away entirely, <laughs> apparently there's some idiot lawyers that decided to warn WordPress over some file-sharing news blog.
1: Yes, uh, the blog is automatic, um, and they're trying to be uh, held f- for liable for a copyright infringement.
0: Yeah, apparently somebody had has a WordPress.com blog, which WordPress, of course, owned by Automatic. And I guess this person put up uh, an image of one of the lawyers at this law firm essentially turning his image into a like an old-fashioned wanted poster. Mm-hmm. And the law firm got all upset saying copyright infringement and whatever. And so they threatened Automatic and... That to have them take it down, and then they wanted the name or whatever of who it was that posted it, and everything. And as far as automatic's concerned, yeah, they'll take it down, but they'll never release the name of who posts stuff like that.
1: Right, and uh, funny how they're trying to strong on strong arm WordPress for this information, and the actual poster said wanted for legal blackmail.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. Kind of funny. Apparently, this was some uh, law firm that, I guess, tried to wrongfully sue this guy or whatever over having illegally downloaded some TV show or movie or something like that, if I recall right.
1: Well, that's what the law firm does primarily, is bring up lawsuits to try to win uh, verdicts on settlements. Um, But I think... Putting up a picture like that and photoshopping it actually would go under parody, which is
0: allowed. Yeah, I would. I would think. I would think it would go under parody. So I don't think that they would really have much of a claim for suing over it by any means.
1: Yeah, the only thing is it's not a public figure, but that's debatable depending on the context. And I think in this context, they're a public figure.
0: Yeah. Well, I, w- I would say that lawyers tend to be public figures. I mean, when you advertise on TV, or at least like the lawyers around here do, <laughs> that essentially makes you a public figure in my eyes. Yeah. But, um, actually, let's, I wasn't even paying attention, but let's swap the next two stories. Okay. So, the next story being, apparent, just kind of staying on the whole peer-to-peer lawsuit train, apparently a judge may dismiss... Four thousand five hundred and seventy-six out of four thousand five hundred and seventy-seven peer-to-peer defendants in a lawsuit. This coming from the whole U.S. copyright group that wants to sue everybody for downloading movies like Far Cry and um, uh, what was the one that won the Oscar? Uh, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Yeah,
1: yeah. And for those who are uh, math uh, deficient, that's all but one P2P. Uh, claim to be dismissed.
0: You'd have to be really unlucky to be that one person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah that ooh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that that would not be. I would hate to be that person. And yeah. it's a good thing I didn't download those because that probably would be my luck. But yeah, apparently the we actually have a judge that wasn't paid off by the industry or has her head screwed on straight or something. Because as far as she's concerned, she wants them to, after um, the EFF and the ACLU and stuff, wrote letters as a friend of the court, or I guess it's called a friend of the court brief for the cases, saying that all of these should be filed separately because they're separate acts and everything. and that they shouldn't have all of these lumped into one. They should file each one of these lawsuits separately, which would then mean a separate filing fee, um, a separate time on the docket and everything, and and basically make all of these lawsuits where they're not feasible for the U.S. copyright group group to pursue.
1: Right, so that's why All But One got dismissed, is because they already have one... um, one suit, and they said one suit equals one one litigant. And so they said one for one, and that's why only one is not dismissed.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't believe it men- mentions it in this story, but I there was another story that came out uh, like a day or two after this one that said that the EFF is happy if you got any of these... Um, Notifications of the suits or whatever from the U.S. Copyright Group that the EFF is ready to help you get a lawyer that can fight this kind of stuff. So, good for the EFF.
1: Yeah, and good for that one person. Mm-hmm. Or bad, or whatever. However you want to look at it.
0: Yeah, I guess it's got to be just a case of his was the name on the top of the list or something like that.
1: Yeah, he was the first one on the list, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Oh. If you if you have a name that presumably if it's alphabetical has your would put your name at the very top of most lists, you might want to change your name. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that would be an adequate reason. <laughs>
0: yeah. But speaking of names, apparently the New York Times is banning the word tweet as it relates to Twitter. Which I believe Twitter has trademarked anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's an MLA Uh, MLA citing of the way the the way to cite Twitter and uh, so there's no official way so until then uh, the the, the powers that be say tweet is not a word so don't use it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently you can't use it outside of ornithological context. Yes, of course. Because despite the fact that most everybody has at least heard of Twitter at this point, it's still not popular enough to that everybody would know what the term "tweet" is, which I can see to an extent because I used to um, do just have a twenty-four-seven search going of the term "twit" for the twit podcasts and stuff, and you'd be amazed at how many of those were people that thought that the word that tweets were twits.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's Twitter, so I'm sending out a twit that makes total sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: which I think Leo Laporte is not happy about that name. Um, but uh, I, I kind of agree uh, the same people say oh it's on my Facebook instead of it's on my Facebook page or uh, or I'll send you a Facebook or instead of I'll send you a Facebook invite they're, they're you know it's like I'll send you a Twitter instead of I'll send you a message on Twitter I mean there are eh, things that you know don't sound right to me and I'm, I'm fine with trying to have a consistent way across the whole publication
0: yeah, apparently they think that they, at least for now, sh- until they get this whole dispute figured out, to, that they should stick with things like a Twitter status update, which seems good enough to me. That what that kind of eliminates any confusion of whether you're talking about Twitter or a bird.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I'm I'm generally I'm I'm fine with this article. I think it's makes news, even though it shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, I know a number of people that kind of like live and die by what these newspapers say is an acceptable word for whatever smaller journalistic enterprise that they happen to write for, which, as far as I'm concerned, use common language, not what some group of dictionary writers say is the proper word. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, they can use tweet, but a Twitter status update or whatever it just kind of clarifies things a little bit more. So I'd say stick with it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're going to look at word nazis, this this would be the place to look.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's lots of word nazis at the New York Times apparently. But anyway, that would be all of our stories. Hey, we actually flew through the last through one, so we might actually get out on time this week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But now we have all of our tips of the week. Some interesting tips. First one being how to permanently delete your account on popular websites. If you're one of the people that was like concerned about Facebook pir- privacy, and then maybe that got you thinking about your privacy on other sites. Well, this basically tells you kind of uh, like how difficult it is to delete your accounts on sites, if it if, if it's even possible. Um, and if it is the steps to go about doing it so basically you had to delete your Facebook account, your Twitter account, MySpace account, LinkedIn account, Google account, eBay account, Wikipedia account which apparently it's impossible to do that because as far as Wikipedia is concerned there has to be a source for any material listed on Wikipedia and you can't just delete your account and everything just become an un, an unnamed from an unnamed source um Flickr, Windows Live, StumbleUpon, and WordPress, which apparently WordPress is also impossible. But second tip of the week is 50 new useful CSS techniques, tools, and tutorials. So for those of you web designers out there or whoever just likes to play with CSS, there's all kinds of different tips and tricks and stuff for... um css people which i know those are there's several of those in the audience so i'm sure you'll appreciate that link if you haven't seen it already and finally how to check your iphone for upgrade eligibility for those that are curious whether or not um or what their eligibility is like for upgrading to the iphone 4 if you already have an iphone like a 3g or 3gs or whatever this will kind of Give you a little bit of a guide on how to determine what your upgrade eligibility is. And that would be all of the tips of the week. Again, you can find all of our tips of the week and the show notes at GlobalGeekNews.com. And don't forget, feel free to leave any feedback in the comments for the show at GlobalGeekNews.com. Of course, you can always get a hold of us via email for anything really long, which is globalgeeknews at gmail.com. Um, one thing I did want to mention, we do accept guest posts on the website. I I, there's, I there's, don't know how many times, how often I get emails asking me, hey, do we accept guest posts? Yes, we accept guest posts. I love having guest posts. So if you ever have a, an idea for a guest post, just shoot me the idea. Let me um, just run the idea by me first so I can approve it. And after that, you're free to write it up, send it to me, and I'll post it. Um, just make sure to keep it like PG rated. I don't do; I'm too lazy to mess with censoring it myself, and I like to keep a certain standard on the website. Like I like it to be a nice little family atmosphere, despite my occasional rants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and don't forget, you can follow us at Global Geek News on Twitter, which um, there's a post on the website on globalgeeknews.com about a little bit of some changes that I made to the Global Geek News Twitter account, where from now on I'm going to be trying to post basically all kinds of tech news and um, different helpful tips and links and stuff throughout the day. Try to space them out at least 15 minutes apart, preferably like a half an hour apart, just that way if you want to stay up on the latest tech news throughout the day, just follow at Global Geek News on Twitter, and I'll, f- I'll also be tweeting a lot of it at my own Twitter account, which is at PCNerd37. Or you can even find all kinds of cool links from Wesley, who's at Wesley83 on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I find useful in yours. Occasionally, it's a day or two behind the times, but it's still pretty good <laughs> stuff on occasion anyway. Thank you. But... uh <laughs> Yeah, there, there's all kinds of great stuff going on on Twitter, the party's on Twitter, the parties in the comments, so go knock yourself out, have fun, talk amongst yourselves, I'll be there as well, and I think that's pretty much it, don't forget, for those that enjoy the show, feel free to sign up for our $5 a month subscription, or you can go to the donate button at the top of the page, where you can donate any specified amount you want. And don't forget, anything over 100 bucks will get you a free Global Geek News t-shirt. And I do believe that would be it for this week. As far as I know, we will be back next week. Sorry for the show last week. Kind of got a little bit screwed up. It took a lot longer to edit than I thought it did. And even then, I screwed it up. And there was some audio issues for about the first 12 hours or so that the um, show was up. But I got those... Fixed later on in the evening that I posted them, but we shouldn't have to worry about that this week. But anyway, unless there's anything else that you want to cover, I would say we are done for this week.
1: Uh, no, just uh, good luck on your your finals, and uh, hope you do well.
0: I'm sure I will need it. I'm definitely sure I will need it. Um, don't forget, I should be live blogging the Sony and Nintendo press conferences tomorrow for those that want to check that out and otherwise just keep checking back at at globalgeeknews.com for all kinds of cool news, fun tips cool videos, stuff like that and we will see you guys next week Later. later